welcome to the Mama Marketer Podcast. I am your host, Olivia Hayes. I hope that everyone is having a good Friday and that you have something fun planned this weekend. I went to a Pure Bar class first thing this morning at 7.30 today, um, which anyone who knows me knows that morning is always a challenge. So I don't have to go this early. It's just something I'm trying to do to get myself in a better habit. So it was a great class. My sister joined me and I look forward to more classes and it's really led to um, just a full day of getting stuff done. So I hope that's the type of day that you guys are having. Um, later this afternoon, I'm actually going to my first Citizens Advisory Board meeting. So if you have me on Facebook, then you know that I announced earlier this week I was appointed to the Sedgwick County Commissioner's um, Advisory Board for District 5. And so I have not been sworn in yet. I'm actually really excited that I get to be sworn in in a couple of weeks. Um, but since I have not been sworn in yet today, I'm, I'm just kind of observing the meeting. I'm not like a voting uh, member of the board or anything yet, but I'm really excited to get started in this, this new volunteer position. So um, that's kind of me, what I have going on today. And um, as far as the podcast goes, I noticed that it had been a while since I did a blog chat with you, which is where I literally just read one of my most recent blog posts. For those of you that don't have time to sit and read them, you're able to listen to them. So that's what I'm doing today. I'm doing a blog post that I wrote um, around like March, April time, and it is reflecting back on quarantine. So it's called One Year Later, What Quarantine Taught Me. So for most people here in Kansas, sometime in March 2020 marked the beginning of all the lockdowns or some sort of restrictions. So when I first started taking notes for this post, we were only a month or so in to the quarantine and my notes kept growing of little things that I was noticing and learning. And I kept thinking, I don't wanna post this while we're still in it. I don't wanna post it while we're still experiencing coronavirus. I want this to be a piece where I can look back on my complete quarantine experience. <laughs> so I just kept putting this concept to the, you know, to the back burner growing in notes, but not actually sitting down to write it because I was waiting for quarantine to be over. And here we are one year later, still in some areas experiencing changes to our daily lives based on coronavirus. So I just decided to go ahead and write it. And, you know, I, I am thankful that we're not in full on quarantine mode anymore. Never did me or probably anyone listening think that we'd still be dealing with it this, this, much, this much later. And I, I know that... I'm not by myself when I say that I have come to really hate the phrase, the new normal, but I am convinced that we probably are not gonna get back to what life was before coronavirus. I am convinced that this is gonna be a new normal, but what I've come to realize is that maybe that's okay. Like maybe pre-corona, we were being a little careless. Maybe we could stand to be a little more cautious than we were before. Um, I'm seeing all these reports that because everyone is taking, you know, health and cleanliness uh, into consideration that we're having way less flus and, and all other kinds of, of, of outbreaks, not just COVID. So, so yeah, I don't know that we're going to go back to normal, but I don't know that that's a bad thing. You know, other countries were wearing masks when they traveled way before we were. And I think, I think it's going to be okay. Right. Um, so 
my local news station says that as more and more people are getting vaccinated, we're just a couple of months away from being completely mask-free and having no limits on gatherings. And so I just want to take a moment and say that whatever the return of normal looks like to you, whatever that return of freedom looks like to you, I know it's going to be such a sweet moment. Um, when I was writing this, I was envisioning myself at a big outdoor concert or a festival with all of my best friends there, not a mask in sight, singing along with my favorite song, hands held out and just completely free and remembering what freedom feels like and happiness and just a big smile coming across my face and I cannot wait for that moment for myself and for you guys to have that moment. I know that we're close and I believe that we're close. Um, so reflecting back on some things that I learned throughout quarantine coronavirus and even since writing this post I've realized that you know what we experienced here in the states when we had our stay-at-home order was really not quarantine. Like it's almost not fair to call it that but I know that it was the closest thing to quarantine that we have experienced so I understand so the first thing that I learned uh, was about my sense of entitlement and how it has no place in a pandemic I remember one day right after my church announced that they were closing and that we had to go to online only services I was so grouchy I was so upset I was thinking about how this is the one place my family and I go every week and everything that we did, all of our life groups, all of our social engagements, everything was connected to the church. So when the church closed down, <laughs> I was really unhappy. I remember thinking, this is so unfair. Other families leave their houses more often than us. And so maybe those families should stay home and I, we should get to go to church, right? Uh, that, uh, that was not right. Um, I remember immediately kind of saying it out loud and thinking whoa I really felt that way but the more I said it out loud the more I realized how true it is that you just can't trust your feelings I mean my feelings about church closing were valid but they were still wrong and they were a gross display of entitlement I'm I'm lucky that I get to live in a country where we can openly follow Jesus when when there isn't a global pandemic going on we we get to worship together in a church building but I don't have to be in that church building to worship God. I don't have to physically be next to other believers to glorify him. And that was my own feelings lying to myself. Um, and I know, I know that church online is not the same. It's not gonna replace that true church experience, but oh my goodness, friends, wasn't it better than nothing? Wasn't it better than not being able to hear from our pastors and hear our worship team? It just, it, it I loved the churches that shifted and made it work and I should have been grateful in that moment um, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely sitting here grateful grateful now <laughs> um, so I recently heard that during times of great crisis people often look to Christians as a sort of barometer for how bad things really are this goes for believers and non-believers alike they either look to their fellow Christians for comfort or they might even be looking to us outside the group um, looking for some kind of a, a dent in our armor. So shortly after hearing that tidbit, I also saw a news story about a group of local parishioners who were so upset that their church had to close, that they were literally like standing outside their church protesting and, and they had this clip of these people like angrily banging on their church door. 
And that was another moment where I saw it and I immediately was like, whoa, I don't know what picture of me I want other people to have as far as a Christian going through the pandemic. I don't know exactly what that should look like or if I did it exactly right, but I know that that image of the parishioner banging on their church's door, I know that that's not right. I know that that's not the proper response for a Christian. Um, I just wrapped up a Bible study on Elijah by Priscilla Shire. Now there's a part in the story, I had never read the book of Elijah, so um, the whole book was really exciting for me to figure out what was gonna happen next, right? Um, there's a part in the story on Mount Carmel where Elijah challenges the pagan believers to summon their God. And the summoning that they do to try to call their false god is described as frantic shouting and dancing that eventually turns into slashing themselves with swords as a kind of final act of desperation. Now obviously their attempts are fruitless and then here comes calm, cool, collected Elijah. He knows exactly what measures to take in order to get our god to show and he does he does this with the utmost confidence and of course God shows. And I just can't help but think of Elijah's challenge and his response versus the response of the pagans as a metaphor for this whole quarantine thing. Um, as Christians, we were issued a challenge. We were issued a challenge in this country where we were told it was not safe for us to worship. So how did we respond? Did we respond with cool confidence in God like Elijah? Or did we respond with frantic desperation like the pagans? Did we respond with refusing to wear the mask and, and you know, causing t further tor turmoil on top of what we were already going through? One thing I kept trying to remember when my church closed is that it really wasn't up to them. They were within city limits that had this mandate. So, you know, they, I, I believe that everyone did the best that they could in that situation. And I just encourage you to kind of take a moment and reflect on yourselves and, and ask yourselves how you responded, like Elijah or like these pagans referenced in this Bible story. And if you haven't read the book of Elijah, just go and look up that that story and, and see if you see the parallel that I'm seeing or if, if I'm by myself. Um, I'm not saying that, that it wasn't reasonable for you to have moments of panic or doubt during 2020, but my hope is that you know there we have a God that will see us through this pandemic. There's a God who knew this was going to happen and still has a plan for us. He will get us through it. He will continue to get us through it. Um, so the next thing that quarantine made blatantly obvious to me is that every home runs just a little bit differently. So for example, uh, when many families, when they had to start schooling their kids from home and working from home, uh, that was an extreme shock to the system for most families. If you know me, you know that my kids were already homeschooled before all of this, and my husband and I were already working at home. So quarantine life didn't really feel that different to how we had been living before. Now. I remember reading all these comments about how unproductive schooling and working from home are and how damaged all these kids are gonna be from having to do school online for so long. And I'll tell you, I really struggled reading those comments because in my reality, those comments could not be further from the truth. What I had to learn is that what works in my home might not work in another home and vice versa. I've come to learn that your home is kind of like your fingerprint. It's completely individual to you. There's not anyone that's any better or worse than your neighbor. They're just different. And so I've really found through quarantine a new appreciation for the way 
my home runs and, and empathy for other families that might be struggling in ways, even if I can't, even if I can't understand it or can't envision it, I've really come to check myself on some of those judgments, right? So that's, that's definitely a good thing. Um, okay. And the last thing I learned during quarantine, you know, at the end of Frozen for my Disney parents, you know, at the end of Frozen where Olaf says that super corny thing about how some people are worth melting for. <laughs> this is kind of the sentiment of the last thing that I learned. Um, and what I mean by that is there are simply people who it's better for your mental health to take the risk to see them of maybe getting COVID or maybe giving the flu or maybe whatever it is, but but for sure COVID. There were one or two people throughout this time where, you know, maybe it's a trusted member of your family or a best friend, but this is someone who you, you did continue to see during the pandemic. Whether you like to admit it or not, we all have people outside our immediate family that we still made a safe way to see during the pandemic. I know I did. I will be the first to admit it. Um, and you did so be simply because their company is worth it. And so that really has put some things into perspective with me for the people that considered my family and I worth it and the people that didn't. And I'm not talking 20, 30 people that we made exceptions to this rule. I'm talking about a few key select family families or even just friends that made it a point to say, if you're comfortable, we're comfortable, we're willing to take the risk to see you because it it's good for our souls because we need that connection. And so to those people, I, I thank you so much. Um, but it also, it's made me realize the people that didn't do that. Like I expected, there are people that would have been on my make an exception for list where I wasn't on their list. And that's kind of hard to take, but it, it, I, I think, the quarantine experience for helping me realize that about those people. So um, the way I put it is, if, is um, if you didn't love me at my 2020, you don't deserve me at my 2021. <laughs> okay, so um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of a rundown of the things that I learned, you know? I learned who's worth making an exception for. I learned how I want to respond to crises as a Christian. I learned what makes my home tick might not make other homes tick. And overall, I am grateful for the experience. Um, and I would love to hear your reflections and um, things that you learned through quarantine. I think Annie, Annie F. Downs said it best when she was like, we're all going through the same thing, but we're all going through it differently. And so I just wanted to share how, how I went through it. Um, and, and again, at the end of it, I'm, I'm grateful for those lessons. So um, that's all I have for you guys today. The only thing I want to remind you guys of is if you haven't yet, check out my digital download section of my website. I have everything from like recipes to yoga flows to phone backgrounds, anything fun um, I have available for a dollar download or you can actually go ahead and become a member for the year for $10. So it's a pretty good deal. Um, I do also have a digital marketing course available. I'm working with a couple of students right now. Um, we're able to do it all online via Zoom. So if you are looking to learn a little bit Bit more about digital marketing check out that course as always um, feel free to uh, send me a message or comment find me on facebook instagram all the places at the mama marketer and uh, coming up next week i'm going to be doing a show with another local wichita podcast and we're going to talk home setting and i'm going to talk what it's like getting a podcast going and what brings someone to that um, so it should be a really fun story so all right talk to you later bye mm -hmm.